like there are not enough hours in the day to do all the things you need to do? Do you get to the end of your day feeling like you were busy all day long but accomplished nothing? Do you struggle with knowing how to prioritize your time? I hear you, friend. Today we're continuing the conversation around time management. You're definitely going to want to have a notebook and pen for this episode. And just to warn you, I'm going to get a little nerdy all up in here. Welcome to the Gracefield Leader Podcast. Do you want a better work-life balance? Do you get stuck in patterns of perfectionism and people-pleasing? Have you always been an overachiever, but really never felt good enough no matter how much outward success you achieve? Hi, I'm Tanya, a wife, mom, leader, and Jesus lover. For most of my life, I tried to find worthiness through achievement. But no matter how hard I worked or how much I achieved, I never felt like I was enough. I was left burned out, empty, and exhausted. I had no time or energy for myself or my family. I needed balance. I needed peace. I finally started to live like an unconditionally loved daughter of the King, saved by grace. This faith-led podcast will teach you self-care routines and practical leadership strategies to help navigate life and leadership. If you're ready to stop people-pleasing and start living and leading God's way, this podcast is for you. Unbutton your blazer, sister friends. It's time to get after it. Today I'm going to take you through a little exercise that will help bring a bit more awareness to how you're spending your time and a way to look at how you should be spending your time going forward. This strategy will give you the best odds of achieving your personal and professional goals. It'll allow you to move away from functioning in a state of chaos and crisis and instead function from a place of purpose, planning, and prevention. Before we dive into the exercise, I'm going to share a little story that's not my own, but it paints a wonderful picture of our lives and how to categorize or prioritize the things we spend time on. This is a story about a professor who stood in front of his class with a large glass jar. He began to fill the jar with rocks that were about two inches in diameter. When he couldn't fit another rock, he asked the class if they agreed that the jar was full. They said yes. He then began to pour some smaller pebbles into the jar. Of course, the pebbles found their way into the spaces between the larger rocks. He poured until no more pebbles would fit. He then asked the class if the jar was full. Again, they said yes, the jar was full. Finally, he began pouring sand into the jar, and as you can imagine, the sand filled all of the remaining spaces between the pebbles and the rocks until it began to overflow. They all agreed at this point that the jar was indeed full. The professor told the class to think of the jar as their life. The rocks are the important things. Your family, your spouse or significant other, your health, your children. Things that if everything else were lost and only they remained, your life would still be full. The pebbles are other things that matter, like your job, your home, your car. And the sand is everything else the small stuff. If you were to put the sand into the jar first, 
there would be no room for the pebbles or the rocks. Well, the same goes for your life. Focus on the rocks because the rest is just sand. I'm going to come back to this later, but isn't that a great analogy? I also think of the bigger rocks as those things that most align with the core values you identified in in a previous episode. All right, now on to the work. For this exercise, we're going to be using Stephen Covey's Time Matrix. If you aren't familiar, Stephen Covey is the author of First Things First and The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. He proposed a matrix that describes four quadrants where people spend their time. If you have your paper and pen, start by drawing yourself a big box. Now divide the box in half vertically and horizontally so you have four equal quadrants. Along the vertical axis, by the lower left quadrant, label the axis as not important. And by the upper left quadrant, label the vertical axis as important. So from bottom to top, it starts with not important and on top is important. Now moving on to the horizontal axis. On the upper left portion, label the axis as urgent. And further to the right on the horizontal axis, label it not urgent. Important activities are those activities that have an outcome that leads to the achievement of your professional or personal goals. Urgent activities usually demand immediate attention, but often they're associated with the achievement of someone else's goals. Inevitably, there's a tendency for us to focus on the things that are urgent. And very often the urgent things are also important, but not always. Stephen Covey's approach to time management is to try to create more time to focus on the important so that they are less likely to become urgent. So the first quadrant, the one that would be considered important and urgent, is referred to as the quadrant of necessity. There are just going to be some things that will land here, and we have to do our best to manage the best that we can. These are going to be the crises, the pressing issues, the deadline-driven projects. The second is the quadrant that houses the important but not urgent. So this is your upper right quadrant. This is the quadrant of quality and personal leadership. This is the quadrant where, ideally, you're going to focus most of your time. This is where you do preventative things, develop processes to increase your efficiency and competency. This is where you build relationships. Quadrant two is where you plan for new opportunities. It is also where you plan intentional rest and recreation that allows you to keep your tank full. Quadrant one and two are really where most of your rocks and pebbles live, and you want to work toward most of them landing in quadrant two. If you spend more time on quadrant two activities, it will make quadrant one activities more manageable, and it will help you achieve your goals faster. The third is the quadrant of deception. This is the quadrant on the lower left. 
the quadrant of the urgent, but not important. In other words, these things seem urgent and important for someone else, but they're not necessarily important when it comes to your individual goals and priorities. This is time spent on things like certain phone calls, interruptions, some emails, some reports, some of your meetings, and matters that are pressing to others, and maybe even social activities that you feel some pressure around attending, but they really don't serve your highest priorities. Quadrant three is called the quadrant of deception because activities in this quadrant may seem urgent, when in fact, they are not. If you spend too much of your time here, you're going to be slower in achieving your own goals. Finally, the fourth quadrant, the lower right corner of your matrix, is that which houses the not important and not urgent. This is the quadrant of waste. This is where we use time doing busy work, certain emails, some of your phone calls, maybe the phone calls that are purely for the sake of venting or rambling. This is the quadrant for time wasters or the time suckers we talked about last week. This is also where we spend time doing some pleasant activities, but they're not important or urgent in getting us closer to our personal or professional goals. Quadrant four is probably your area of opportunity when it comes to finding more time that could be dedicated more toward quadrant two activities. You should avoid the quadrant of waste as much as possible. Otherwise, you risk never achieving your goals. Quadrant three and four are where more of the sand in your life lives. So I told you the four quadrants and the types of activities that fall into each. Now I want to share the consequences or the results of spending most of your time in any one of them. Some indications that you may be spending too much time in quadrant one, the important and urgent quadrant, the quadrant of necessity include stress, burnout, always functioning in crisis mode, and you feel like you're always putting out fires. I like to call this the human fire extinguisher quadrant. And unfortunately, I think a lot of us in leadership roles, especially frontline management roles, tend to spend too much time here. I'm going to save quadrant two for last. So jumping to quadrant three, the quadrant of deception. If you spend too much time on activities in this quadrant, you may struggle with having a very limited or short-term focus, still kind of functioning in a bit of a crisis mode. Maybe you have a reputation of being a chameleon or compromising, doing and being what others think you should do or be. You may see your own goals and plans as worthless. You may feel used and a bit out of control. You may even have very shallow or broken relationships. Sadly, this quadrant is where we people pleasers and approval seekers spend a lot of time. We spend so much time saying yes to everything, we don't have time left for the yeses that matter most. Now on to quadrant four. The worst case scenario is if you spend far too much time in quadrant 
in the quadrant of waste, quadrant four, are you're going to lack responsibility and accountability. You may get fired from jobs or fail to even commit to working. And you're likely to be dependent on others for basic needs. I'd venture to guess that most of you do not hang out in this quadrant to a degree that's compromising your ability to hold down a job because that is just not who you are. However, you may spend enough time here that it takes away from time that could be spent doing things that are more meaningful and geared toward your priorities. Finally, the results you're likely to see if you spend as much time as possible hanging out in quadrant two, the quadrant of quality and personal leadership. So this is the one, the upper right-hand corner that is important, but not urgent. If you hang out here or do your best to hang out here most of the time, you're likely to have a broader vision for your future, better work-life balance, more discipline around healthy daily routines, a feeling of being more organized or in control with fewer crises to manage on a daily basis. Doesn't that sound nice? (laughs) So now that you get a visual picture of these quadrants and you start to assess the rocks, pebbles, and sand in your life, my hope is that you can begin to assess the activities that might be able to sink lower on the priority list and those that could come off the list completely. Take a look at the sand in your life. What can you get rid of? I'm going to add one more variable to the analogy of the rocks, pebbles, and sand. You think your jar is full with the rocks, the pebbles, and the sand, but is it really? What if you had a jar of water? If you were to pour that water over the rocks, pebbles, and sand, you would find that the water would fill the spaces yet unseen. It would completely cover every rock, pebble, and grain of sand. Only then would the jar be full. Think of that water as the water of life. The water of life being Jesus and His Holy Spirit living in you. Without Him, your life could never truly be full. Now imagine if you filled your jar or your life with less sand, less stuff that doesn't matter. You would have more room for the living water, the thing that truly matters most, the thing you cannot live without if you wish to live in abundance and for eternity. And even if we think our life is too full, too busy, there's always room in the spaces of our lives for Jesus. He wants to be in and surrounding every aspect of our lives. So as you look to fill your jar, don't forget about the water. Do you wish there was a way to create more time for the things that matter most? For yourself? For your family? For God? Are you too busy achieving, people-pleasing, or approval-seeking to even make it on your own to-do list? I know what it feels like to spend nearly every waking moment at work or thinking about work with no time or energy left for yourself or your family. I know what it's like to want more time alone with God, more time to fit in healthy habits, and more energy to be present with my family. I know what it's like to not feel worthy of setting boundaries around my time. 
Imagine if there was a way to be effective and productive while creating more time for the things that matter most. That's why I created the Boundaries Coaching Power Hour, where I teach you how to identify the barriers that are standing in your way of setting boundaries and finding time freedom. You'll be able to plan and prioritize your week in a way that aligns with your core values and allows you to be effective, productive, and consistent. You'll walk away with a plan to grow in the knowledge of how God sees you so that you can feel confident setting healthy boundaries that create better work-life balance. So if you're ready for a customized plan based on your unique lifestyle and priorities to start setting boundaries that create time freedom as a busy professional woman, a plan that comes with support and accountability, now's your chance. Go to calendly.com forward slash coaching with Tanya. That's Tanya with an A, -A T-A-N-Y-A. Select the Boundaries Coaching Power Hour. Again, that's calendly.com forward slash coaching with Tanya. I can't wait to help you discover how to create more time for yourself and your family. Thank you so much for joining me today, my friends. And until next time, may you be grateful and grace-filled. I pray this episode blessed you, spoke to you, or encourage you in some way. If so, please share it with a friend and head on over to Apple Podcasts to leave me a written review. That's the only way for me to know if you are enjoying the show. Nothing blesses me more than to hear from you. Also, come on over to our free Facebook community. This is a great place for us to support one another on our faith and leadership journey. You can find the link to the group in the show notes. Now to him who can do immeasurably more than we can ask or imagine according to his power that is at work within us. Ephesians 3 verse 20. Until next time, my friends, God bless.